Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Microphone, microphone stand, test, test, words, Headphones. words, speak, speak, podcasts, podcast. Oh, podcast, everybody. <laughs> I, I, I was I, I was sitting here and I heard the intro music and I, and I said to myself, what happens next? I was like, I was like, words, is there a microphone? Uh, po- oh, podcast. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's welcome like you back. Go, you go into a room. You forgot why you went in there. And you're like, door. Do you know why you're wall. having such struggles with, with figuring out what you're trying to do? It's because we have broken with our normal scheduled programming. Yeah, I don't know what this is. <laughs> it's just get it out. When, just get it out when we can. Is what we're up yeah. to. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on. To be honest with you, um, as much as it is in the world, the you only know, you, know, you know who also doesn't know what's going on, the president. So, yeah. oh, Lord, Lord, help the the president. Um, not a topic of of the show that I wanted to uh, mention. I am post. I'm going to write a little piece for my Substack soon. Uh, about this kind of thing, but did you? It's not a topic we're gonna cover extensively on this show. But did you see whenever um, Biden was in Asia and was asked about what the U.S.'s response would be to uh, to China invading Taiwan, uh, and then Biden basically said that that we will back Taiwan militarily, yeah, against China. So if China were to ever invade Taiwan, we're gonna go to into a ground war with uh with uh china and he doubled down on it (laughs) so you know we have gone from supposedly we were america first under trump which is dubious at at best uh, because there's nothing about trump's foreign policy ever pointed towards america first but let's just say let's just say for for kicks and giggles that we were america first right so where does America rank now as far as importance when it comes to the the uh, political uh, um, elites, if you will? Well, you know, we have to funnel money t- to the Middle East. So Middle East is probably number one as far as country of, of importance the, or countries of importance. Middle East, you can throw um, Israel, Saudi Arabia, all these other countries are, are number one. And then maybe, uh, you know, I hesitate to say Ukraine, but by the by, by the way that our politicians and our leaders talk about Ukraine, you would have thought that it's, that it's the 51st state of, of America, right? How, how they say that we're at war. Mm-hmm. No, are we at war? <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, there was a, there was some democratic Senator who, whenever they were debating the uh, latest spending package that was being sent to Ukraine, he basically came out and said, you know, Oh, well, you know, so we're at war. We're at war. Obviously. Obviously. Um, I don't remember there being a a a um, so declaration of war passed by Congress, but uh, that has not been uh, the standard bearer for this uh, nation for a very long time. So that's that, that wouldn't even hold hold water if it were, if it were true. And then maybe Taiwan is somewhere above America as far as uh, nations of importance, as we see uh, spiraling inflation, as we see gas prices again rising to all time highs. And in some parts of um, America, 
uh, I think in California we're seeing a national average of uh, or, or sorry state average of like 650 a gallon or something crazy like that there was a spot in, in LA where gas was seven seven seventy a gallon which is higher than, than the federal minimum minimum wage that's, that's so you know. you'd have to work a whole hour just to buy one thing think about that right so if you had a car that took you know uh, f- 15 gallons you'd have to work oh like two days two two full days just to, just to fill your car up that's that's insane that is an unsustainable uh, path we are on and there doesn't seem to be any stops there doesn't seem to be anything the only thing I hear the president talk about is how much this is Putin's fault and the Putin price hike. and how, how this how this is the opportunity to you know to 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 transfer our grid which is fine if you want to do that but uh, you know, there are some people that I've, I've heard to say, well, this is a great conspiracy to get folks to buy um, an electric vehicle, which which I could buy. I, I could buy – I could entertain that conspiracy theory only if there were electric cars to buy. <laughs> there are – good luck finding an electric car out there um, that, that is affordable, right? Now, if there was, you know, 100,000 of these automobiles – cheap ready ready to be purchased and all this was going on i could i could entertain that idea um but the fact that the average the average electric car starts at forty five thousand dollars um this is that is not a very affordable option for most people for most families that is that is that once you cross that forty fifty thousand dollar you are in the luxury territory when it comes to vehicles so that's just for the used ones so yeah, I, I I don't buy the conspiracy theory about that, and you know I I don't buy the the price gouging theory either about about gas because people say oh well they're raising prices to 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 to, to, to price gouging and take advantage of people yeah well then well, then why was gas under two bucks in twenty twenty why is gas why hasn't gas why hasn't gas been always been seven dollars a gallon uh. Yeah, no, they're making record profits. Why? Because inflation is up. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens is that you um, the, the price of goods goes up, which drives profits up temporarily. That's what inflation does. This is this is economics 101. You would have learned this if, if you took if you knew anything about it's just pretty um, basic stuff. Pretty basic stuff. Yes, um, your profits might or, or your revenue might go up. Um, for a short time until it eventually catches up with you as we're seeing with the Walmarts and Targets and Amazons of the world, which, you know, once all the operating costs begin to average out and begin to eat into your, um, into your, into your gross, um, profits, uh, that's when you start seeing trouble. But yes, these people want to say, oh, well, they're making record revenues. Yes, because inflation does that. <laughs> Everything becomes more expensive. So therefore, People have to pay more for it. It's not like people are buying less gas now than ever before. So, They're probably buying about the same, if not more gas. If not more. So, so you know, I, I don't know who needed to hear that, but I'm sure you're glad you, that you did. I got it off my chest, man. I had to. That's good. I had to get it off my chest. That's good. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't put some gas in my car today. I, I put $15 in. And I think I only got like five gallons, I think. Four gallons. That's not very good. It's not very much, but you know, whatever. That's life. Any, anywho, um, so unless you've been living under the peripheral rock 
like me, uh, you've probably heard of what happened in Texas, uh, the school shooting. Um, not going to say the kid's name. Uh, I don't. We, we debated about talking about this at all because we didn't want to. Um, we don't want to publicize and not glorify, but bring to light the events that unfolded because that's one of the driving reasons why people like this do these kinds of things. But given the, in light of the wall-to-wall media coverage that this has been getting and the fact that The View uh, is, <laughs> the fact that The View is calling anyone on the right and you've got people like Keith Olbermann calling anyone on the right baby killers, and which is a funny thing to say. It's it, That's a really funny thing to say that, you know, they, they don't want the right to no longer be able to use the Second Amendment to kill children. So in light of all of that, I think we're allowed to talk about this now. I think I, – Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, that's, that's a, you and I had that conversation, what, yesterday? Yeah. And are we going to cover this? Should we cover this? I am on the front that I am not going to talk about the tragedy because I don't know if we're going to get hit for this or not talking about it. But um, the tragedy that happened in Texas – I am on the, f- I am on the boat that I'm not going to talk about um, the tragedy in any these these sort of tragedies anymore unless there is something, um, uh, something of noteworthy as far as political discourse or something like that because, you know, these are the reasons why this is one of the, there's there's a whole uh, a whole treasure trove of reasons why these sort of things happen and one of them is because we turn these 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 monsters into um you know there's only there's only one step away from these being turned into like a netflix reality show and of course they won't because of the context of the crime but you know we as society for some reason have this fascination with mass murderers and mass killers um sadistic minds sadistic minds and you know it seems like every day netflix has a new show a degree i can indulge in that but only on the psychological front only on the academic front of why someone does something and the only the only um person who falls into that camp that i actually find intriguing is Ted Kaczynski because I think that he had something he had a in his mind a noble reason behind it which not excusing what he did because of course what he did is unspeakable and should be condemned in the fullest terms possible but he had something in his manifesto that made sense and something that made you when you re- whenever you read it made, made you go hmm interesting it's an interesting take that doesn't mean that going out and, and bombing people is the necessary response to that take, but there was there you could look at that and say, okay, I understand why he did it. I don't agree with it, but I understand why he yeah. did it. The arguments he was making were logical, however, they may not be a, very practical. His but conclusions. They were, the, his conclusions were very logical and they're thought provoking, although his uh, solutions were just you know throw the switch on all of technology. Not really. That's not possible. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. So I, that's why I think, and you know, I, 
when this happened, I saw that they were posting the picture of who whoever did it, and I'm like, why? What purpose does this serve other than the next person out there who is a complete monster says, hey, I can become famous if I just go do this. I'll be written down in the history books. I will be talked about on the Senate floor, whether I live or not. I will be important to somebody, which is honestly what a lot of these people just really want is just to be important to somebody. So that's why I... I have a strong, vehement um, disdain I have, I have slowly grown into for the wall-to-wall media coverage. You know, should the news report on this? Sure. You know, in the local front, should that community, is the, the affected community is the only person that should be, um, that should have the wall-to-wall whatever coverage because they're the ones affected by it. You know, someone living out in Frog's Ball, um, Arkansas. Arkansas, do they have... What purpose does that serve having the wall-to-wall coverage and nonstop? Like, I can't even turn to any news station without the top, uh, talking about that. The only reason that I uh, agreed to talk about this, because at first I wasn't going to mention it. First, I was going to go on to the show, and I was going to go on with whatever else I want to talk about. The uh, there was some There's some economics that I want to talk about, but mm-hmm. we'll push that to the side till next week. Um, I was talking about that. I was not going to talk about this. Until I saw the inevitable reaction from one side of the political aisle on this issue. And, of course, we were, we were, we were talking about guns because, you know, we can never let a, a good tragedy go to waste. We can't even let uh, the, uh, the, the um, bodies be put into the ground before or we are talking. Or even identified. Or even identified before these conversations come up. Um before we have any of the facts, any of the details about who this person was, what they what they did, before the police had even started the investigation into what happened, we automatically all some people come to a conclusion, and that's the doctrine, and that's the that's the metal we got to go for. It. And I and I wanted to talk about it, and I wanted to uh, debate some of these, or not debate, but I wanted to confront, um, debunk. Some of these stupid sayings that we just go through one by one, and um, we will uh, quickly go through. I know you want to talk about the shooting, if that's fine. Well, but no, I, I am not <clears throat> going to no, indulge in any further on who on the the um, the identity of the person or the the victims of it because you know I was watching Fox News the other day and they had a picture of one of them one of the um, victims I'm like why what purpose showing this this child's face on tv what what does that do other than get people already Fired more up. emotionally in charged onto the inevitable issue that everyone's pushing because because remember whenever we we're not acting rationally we're not acting Logically, we're acting emotionally whenever you see stuff Just like, like that. Just like Beto O'Rourke. Do you see that video? Well, oh no, so we will get into <laughs> we'll that. Get to, yes. But that's what I am that that kind of stuff oof, that stuff fires me up. Because it's it's like what what purpose does this serve? They're like, you know, here is so and so, the full name. Full name, age and everything out there. How about a little privacy for the family? Yeah. I I I, I don't get it. I don't get I don't get the the blood lust that a lot of people in this country have 
for these people. For all the dirty details. For all the dirty details, I don't get it. I, I, I do not subscribe to it. I don't understand it. Like I said, I am only interested in the academic sense, in the psychology sense of studying the mind of somebody. Um, I don't watch these dramatization Netflix documentaries. You know, maybe I'll listen to a psychologist talk about somebody who, you know, interviewed a, a serial killer and asked, you know, and broke down why, why they think the way they think. But I don't watch these over-dramatized uh, court cases or anything like that. I, I just don't see anything of value in that at all. Well, it's kind of like that Don Henley song, Dirty Laundry. Oh, yeah. Because um, we're really in the um, – in our culture, we have, we're, we're at the end of innocence – and we really don't want to get down to the heart of the matter. All right, Joe. All right, that's enough. I'm sorry. That's enough. Anyway, um, uh, I guess all she wants to do. And I'm just kidding. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. I'm sorry. That's enough. Anyway, so I, I, what I wanted to point at wasn't so much the the background of the individual who committed these acts. Is what 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 really bothered me the most was the police reaction to this and. Some of the information that's come out um, in the last several hours, like really the last day or so, was the police response to this. And what really kind of, I guess, upsets me, because I can't use, I don't want to use that word. What really upsets me is, remember the Parkland shooting and all the officers and the security officers that were just standing outside while the shooter, uh, you know, shot up the school? Remember that? I do. And how... Uh, I forget the sheriff Israel, I think his last name mm-hmm. was. Yeah, and how you know he was lauded as this great protector of the community, whatever. While his people, uh, instead of going in and confronting the shooter, uh, stood outside while the rampage was taking place. Well, everyone say, well, what a great sheriff he was. Well, no, if we had any sane sheriffs in, if we had any sane you know leaders in our world, that that would be the first guy to be fired because because how the police works is. We pay them through taxation to protect and serve. Well, if they're the only ones who are supposed to confront these things and they don't do it, then what good are you? The same thing happened here in Texas. The reports that I'm hearing when I've seen the numbers is anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half before they actually confronted the shooter. There are videos... This really pissed me off. There are videos of the police, the cops, tackling, tasing, pepper spraying, handcuffing, not the shooter, but parents. Parents of the children who were inside. Because they were saying, why aren't you going in? Why aren't you doing anything, officers? They were more forceful against the parents than they were against the shooter. Earlier... The early reports were that the uh, that the the shooter was confronted by some resource officers or police officers. It wasn't true. He was outside for twelve minutes shooting at the school. Twelve minutes, and there were officers in the area. Where's there were where was the response? Thirty minutes is a lifetime. An hour and a half is an eternity for these kinds of things to happen. I also heard reports that there were officers that went in and saved their own children and then just left the rest of them in there to die. So, if this, if any of this is true, which most certainly probably is, what good are they? 
what good are the police? Because as we're going to go into with the gun control debate, is that the left, like Keith Olbermann and all these other people say, take the long guns, take, we're going after the Second Amendment, like Michael Moore, we got to repeal the Second Amendment. You do realize that the only people that, the only so-called good guys, even though Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar thinks that there is no such thing as a good guy with a gun, well, I mean, that was kind of disproven by the guy that shot the shooter, but anyway, the only people that have guns that are supposedly the good guys are the cops, but yet they will stand outside while the bad guy shoots up the place. So you are putting yourselves in the hands of people who can legally, under under the Supreme Court decision, to stand by and do nothing while someone shoots up a school. Isn't that a little screwy? Isn't that a little stupid? So, I I I I'm not a parent, and I, I'm not an officer. Um, I don't I don't have kids of my own, so I can't imagine what the parents are going through. And I'm also not an officer. And I, I can't say with certainty if I was in that situation um, that I would go in and take care of the, the, the problem. But when you are in a profession where that potentially could be part of your job and you don't do it, then maybe you're in the wrong line of work. And that might be – I might be speaking out of line here. But when you hold the mantra to protect and serve, when you – uh, outwardly cast that, that that is part of your job is to do these things and you don't do it and you're tackling parents tasing parents arresting parents because they're willing to go to go and do what you won't do even though you are armed to the teeth with your own AR-15s and your own Kevlar vests and your own uh, personal protection and whatnot and the parents are willing to go in there and fist fight the guy I'm sorry you're part of the problem they had these officers had time to put up the the uh, the crime scene tape. They had all the time in the world while shots are ringing out inside the school. They had time to put up the the crime scene tape. Get the tape up. Yeah, get the tape up. But let's not go inside and take care of the problem. Get the tape up. Let's. You know, I'm sorry. I know you're upset, mom. I know you're upset, dad. But right now, my issue is you, not what's going on inside in the school. So, I, 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 under the, the summer of 2020, the summer of love, as it was called, how the police were constantly getting attacked. And after the death of George Floyd and all of that nonsense, the anti-police movement, which I was sympathetic for a moment for it because I knew the left wasn't serious about being anti-cop. I, I knew that wasn't true. But when I see stuff like this, it's like, what... I, I want to defend you, but you make it so stinking hard for me to, to defend you. When we see all of the crap that the, that the cops can get away with, when the moment we're, when, when they say call 911 in case of emergency, this is an emergency, and you're not doing anything about it? There was a parent who heard about the shooting, drove 40 minutes to the school, and when he got there, the police had not done anything yet. 40 minutes. How many lives could have been saved if an officer went in and took care of the problem as soon as he got there? There's no... Who knows? And then there... Okay, well, then the discussion of, oh, well, should we have armed people in schools? 
Well, if the cops aren't going to go in and take care of the shooter, then maybe we should have armed teachers. Maybe we should have armed resource officers or retired military, retired officers patrolling the hallways. If, if you call the boys in blue, if you dial 911 and, the, and they say, oh, well, we got to set up the crime scene tape before we can go inside. Maybe that's the maybe that's what we should do. Because as we'll talk about with the gun control debate. You want to take away your right to defend yourself. Well, now you're putting yourselves in their hands. And they have shown on now two occasions, probably three occasions, that they won't go in and take care of the problem. They'll stand outside and let the people die before they go inside. They'll wait till he runs out of ammo before they go inside. So, yeah, that's, that's a great idea, Whoopi Goldberg, Keith Elberman, Michael Moore. It's a great idea. Let's let's wait on the police to do nothing, while the bad guy with the gun does the does the bad stuff. So, what do you think? Um, I I don't have a solution to all this. I don't have a perfect solution to to any of this. Um, my stance is what we have said many times on this show is, um, I am as I am as pro gun. As as a one could be, um, so much so that I take the the advice from the person who wrote the Constitution, who wrote the Bill of Rights, um, James Madison, whenever he was asked by a um, privateer, and you can you can find this. This is an actual document that has been um, um, preserved. There was a privateer who asked James Madison whether or not they were authorized to. Um, purchase cannons because they were a privateer and they wanted to protect their cargo against pirates saying hey do we have the right to own military equipment to protect ourselves and our goods and James Madison basically wrote yeah of course you have that right go for it cannons howitzers all of it you, you, you can own whatever you want that's what the amendment's for you have the right to defend yourself and your property and your, and your liberty so that's where I fall I, I'm just going to take the advice of the man who wrote it, and uh, he said, yeah, you can own cannons, which were military equipment. You can own whatever you want. It's, it's your right to protect yourself. Um, so I, I am as pro-gun as one could be. I, I don't know a solution to it. I don't know. Uh, the idea of having armed uh, uh, people at schools, you know, uh, creating... Uh, I'm afraid that too much is is not necessarily a, a good thing for that case. I don't want schools to be prisons. Again, I don't have well, the they answers. Already are, I don't have the, they already are, but I mean, to have them anymore be like prisons. I will say this though. Um, as someone who works in the finance industry, w there is a lot of safety measures and a lot of um, uh, security that is put into guarding people's money. A lot of it. And doesn't and there, there's, there's never once... Uh, the argument of oh well, I don't want an armed guard I don't want um, you know uh, you know certain security measures for for my money I, I want all that I want all that for my money but when it comes to our our, our uh, children we don't have that same um, we don't have that same sentiment we don't have that same narrative okay which well I, find per, I mean perfect example here in the county that we live in. To go and renew your your uh, license plate, you have to go through a metal detector through the courthouse. 
Yeah. Well, so I mean, they're they're protecting the the, the you know the, your license plate. Well, there's there. It's a courthouse. They were taking more like. But the, still, though, but, armed security. But you know, that's just where I come from. Is that maybe the mindset of of what we where we find our value in protecting? That's where we kind of. But you know, the idea of armed teachers. I'm not completely. You know. Okay, I'll say this. Uh, mandating it, I'm not so sure I'm cool with that. But if there was a teacher that wanted to to carry, I have no issue with that. Um, I don't think I don't think again. I don't have an answer. I don't think I don't think there's one answer for that. I think maybe it's more of a mindset of changing that around. I do think this is a culture issue um, where you have people who um, this is unfortunately a, a byproduct of our culture. Whether you want to say this is the absence of spirituality and the absence of God, definitely an argument there. Definitely an argument of um, the family people, structure. family structure, people being locked in their houses and living over the internet and going on um, uh, sketchy places on the internet where they encourage this kind of violent behavior. There's definitely arguments to be had there. Um, to say that if this individual was unable to acquire said weapons that he wouldn't still have found a way to go out and do something is completely idiotic, which is where I'm going to come into the gun control debate, which of course is where all of this heads inevitably. Um, it, the the immediate reaction from this is that, oh, we, so we got to ban the AR-15. The AR-15 is always the first one on the chopping block. It's, it's the great boogeyman. Um, you know, we can't have these weapons of war on the street, which I find is so, so stupid because, because you can, you can, here's a perfect example. Uh, right now, I forget what model handgun it is, but Sig Sauer makes the, the official standard issue handgun for the military. It's called the M17. The handgun? Uh, Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Okay. So Sig Sauer. Six Hour. I don't know. I don't know the official model, but Six Hour makes the the now the, the standard issue handgun for the U.S. military, and you, you you can buy that handgun legally. I've seen it. I've held it. They're pretty sweet. Um, that is considered by the definition a weapon of war. Web weapon of war. The AR-15 is not a weapon of war. It has never seen a military action. I have given a challenge to find me one military, one first world military. That has issued, standard issued, the AR-15. Standard issue. Not someone's personal choice. Standard issued the AR-15. And I will take back all I've said. You can't find it. Why? Because it's never happened. Because the AR-15 was never made for war. It was never made for militaries. It was made for civilians. There was someone who said, oh, well, it's based off of the M-16. Therefore, the M-16 was military tested. Therefore, it's a weapon of war. Even though it's never seen um, any action. It's never seen the battlefield. Now, you could point to someone, point to that standard issue handgun and say, oh, well, you know, that's not a weapon of war. Even though that weapon has seen combat and it has seen action in, by the U.S. military. So the idea of, of a weapon of war being a big, an instant, an instant KO, um, it's like, oh, so, so we got you. So I guess we should probably ban these the Colt and 1911 because, you know, that that was standard issue for a while. The M1 Garand. M1 Garand, which is funny because the M1 Garand shoots a way more deadly round. Than, more powerful. More powerful round than any AR-15. 
but you know you, you you'll, you'll never get anybody to 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 um, anyone on the left or anybody who's for um, controlling guns you'll never get them to admit that or to to see that see this, this is what kills me about people from the left if you want to have a conversation about guns fine let's have a conversation about guns but could you please educate yourself on the terminology before we go into the, into this debate? Just because AR does not mean assault rifle. That's just assault rifles don't exist. Assault rifles is a very it's a it, they, it's a dubious they, they term. They don't. There is no term within the gun industry that is an assault rifle. It's an extremely dubious term. Um, so if you want to have this debate, let's have the debate. But that also requires you to do a little research. All you have to do is a quick Google search and look up AR, and it stands for Armorlite. It was a branding term from the people that designed it. It's actually named after. I think it's believe. I believe it's actually named after somebody. So, just look into it. And if you and if you do a quick Google search, you will realize that the two two three five five six. Yes, it's a powerful round, but there are far more powerful rounds in guns that that look very very old. Mm-hmm. And the M1 Garand shoots perfect, a way more powerful or, round. Or a hunting rifle shoot way more powerful hunting rounds. Hunting rifle will does, does, does way w- more damage. Yeah. So please, let's have this debate, but that requires you to do a little research. Because, because any time a leftist or someone who is anti-gun gets into this discussion, it's so painfully obvious they have no idea what they're talking about. And I'm not speaking as someone who's an expert. Yes, I own firearms. But I'm not an or, expert. Or do we? Or do we? Maybe. Um, you know, I've handled guns. I'm not an expert. I know a little bit. But I know infinitely more than Joy Behar or Whippy Goldberg. Because anyone can say assault rifle, but what does that, that doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. No. So do, do, do some research. So let's get into some of the some of the things we, we I hear a lot. I hear a lot of, um, well, you know, Jacob... Um, this is the one I hear the most. Well, Jacob, you know, nobody needs to own a, a, a rifle like Deer that. Deer so aren't nobody, wearing Kevlar vests. Yes, yeah, so nobody. Yeah, yeah. So nobody Thanks, needs bye. to wear or or, or just, so no one needs to own a, a weapon with such a high um, capacity magazine. And that's when I say, um, based on who, who's, who's whose authority says that says, says says what you can and cannot own, because um, you know the. Uh, the Bill of Rights, which we're not going to go into a whole Bill of Rights discussion here, but the Bill of Rights is based off of uh, the theory and the philosophy of, of natural law, that these are laws given to us via nature or via God, whatever you want to believe in. If you're an atheist or you're a theist, so it doesn't matter, that these are certain rights that are given to all people that are inalienable, and one of them happens to be the right to defend ourselves with, 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 with whatever we want, the right to bear arms. It's enshrined in our Constitution, which, again, our rights do not come from the Bill of Rights. They do not come from the Constitution. They are simply declarations of them. They're saying, hey, we're writing this piece of paper that, hey, this is a right. This is an, this is an inalienable right. Our, none of our rights come from the government. They do not come from a piece of paper that James Madison wrote. They come from God or they come from nature, whatever you want to believe in. That is what our country, that is what our society, the West, the West, Western culture is based off of this philosophy of natural rights. So we have to start there. Okay. 
If I have the right to defend myself based on our society, based on our culture, on the philosophy of natural rights, who are you to say what I can and cannot use to defend myself with? We have to start from there. So until you can answer that, you need to come back with something else, please. Because you're fundamentally missing the whole point of natural rights. And, and if you want to just come out and say it, say, just come out and say that we don't have natural rights. Come out and say that our rights come from the government. Then I know where you're coming from. Then I can immediately say, okay, goodbye, and you wave and you walk away. Because at that point, you're, there's no point in having a discussion any further. Next one I hear about. Well, you know, we, you have, it is a, you clearly can't, society and Americans clearly can't um, use their weapons properly, so we have, to, we have to take them all away. There's been, there's been too many of these, and we got to get them off the street, because, you know, clearly bad people have done bad things, so that means we have to take all of, all of them away. Um, why? Let's just use this logically for a second. Why do we punish people who, who have done no wrong for the crimes of those who do things wrong? This would be like saying, hey, somebody cussed me out. So that means that now cussing is illegal. Now, I guess I know using words and murder are two, two different things, but the principle is still the same. The principle is based on amendments. Could you say we have to... You have to repeal the Second Amendment. Okay, well, let's repeal the first, amendment, the first Amendment while we're at it because it's the same idea. Well, someone did something bad, so that means we got to punish everybody. In what culture, in what society do we operate in the same way? The millions and millions of law-abiding citizens who have not killed anybody, have no intentions of killing anybody, have never had to use their weapons in self-defense. Why do you got to punish them? They haven't done anything wrong. Why are, why are their rights being put on to trial for a crime that they did not commit? Until you can answer that, you need to come back with a better argument. It's not how we do things in the West. Another one I like to hear this the best is that, Jacob, why do you need guns? You got the police, man. The police should only have weapons. Police and military. Cause, because, you know, Joe, they've been trained. Yes. They've had training, so they know what they're doing. I'm surprised that after 2020, after the summer of love, that every leftist is not pro-gun. I'm actually kind of shocked. We marched. We were told to care. About all of the marches that went on for the police brutality, the police shootings, the police... Um, killings. You were told to care about it. Care about all of it. And so now we say, oh, we should trust those people. They're the only ones that, that should have guns. Put your, put your lives in the hands of the people that put the neck on George Floyd. Or put the D on the neck I on George Floyd. I seriously want to meet one of these people. I want to meet one of these people who, who, who simultaneously hold the view that the police are pigs, the police are murderers, they're thugs, they're out there hunting black people for sport. I want to meet one of those people and then ask them, why aren't you pro-gun? Okay? If something bad happens to you and you have no ability to defend yourself, are, are you going to call the the these criminal pigs? Because, you know, in your universe, they should only own it. 
And let's furthermore, let's just keep going further, right? I said this back in 2016 through 2020. I said every leftist should be pro-gun. Right now, they should all be pro-gun. Why? Well, we got a fascist in the White House. Duh. Don't you want to defend, don't you, want to defend you and your family against, against the fascist Donald Trump? Literally Hitler. That's how you know these people really don't think that Trump's a fascist. They really don't think that Trump's Hitler. Honestly. They, 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 that one piece lets you deep down inside know that Trump is not really Hitler. Trump's really not a fascist. As much as they go and they shout in the streets, these people on one side of their signs say Trump's, um, Trump's a Hitler, and the other side they'll say ban all guns. These people are not to, to, to be taken seriously, honestly. Yeah, those are the common arguments I see, is if you really think that that we have a, a fascist government, then you should be pro-gun. You should be stocking up. Why? Because what happens when they when they come to round you up? Because you're, you know, as what many people said. I think even the uh, um, the the new press secretary said that said that Trump was going to round up um, um, so, so Latino people and black people. So you know, round them up. That's that's what she said. I think it was on, <laughs> on, on MSNBC going to round them up. What does that mean? <laughs> All right, some some funny tweets that I got to go over real quick. I got to go over some funny tweets. So, um, Barry, Barry Obama, love him, love him. Gosh, we we, we gotta, gotta love this man. Uh, this man right here um, cannot go a moment without making things about himself or without making things about um, a a. They um, think about whatever political um, issue he wants to make it about. So Barry Obama's official Twitter account tweets this out. He says, as we aggrieve the children of Texas today, we should take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of, of George Floyd under the knee of, of a police officer. His killing stays with us to this day, especially with those he loved. Because um, the two issues are related. Yeah, here's what this guy, this guy, um, Seth Dillon, tweeted out and said, It sucks those kids died, but remember George Floyd? He's who I'm still thinking about. <laughs> you know, um, d- you know, so Dave Smith said it best. Dave Smith said, uh, since, since we're talking about random innocent people being killed with no clear connection, let's also think about the hundreds of thousands of Muslims who were killed as, as a direct result of your wars. Let's keep their families in our thoughts and prayers Amen. which is so funny we see these leftist politicians and some of the right who will have you absolutely grieving and wanting you to care about children in ukraine or children in texas and caring of course is agreeing with them politically it's being for Naturally. it's being for gun control. If if you're not for gun control, then you actually are probably as guilty as the shooter in a lot of their worlds. But these people have no issue sending men and women over the over over to the Middle East to commit war crimes on third world countries, genocide, and. Um, Oh, carpet bombing and, and fire bombing complete um, villages in the Middle East. They have no problem with that. You know, I, I'm reminded of there was a good video. I think that he ever there's a good good video that came out whenever um, 
there was a wedding that was drone striked, I think in Syria or Yemen or something like that under the Obama administration. And then whenever Obama was asked about it, he said, you know, it was a, a miscalculation on our part. Yeah. 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 Just, just, yeah. Whoops. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sly whistle. A, a sly whistle. Woo. <laughs> That's all it was. It was, a, it was. it was an unfortunate miscalculation. Yeah, you know the uh, the uh, turning of an entire peaceful Muslim wedding um, into glass. Just, a, just a, a whoops. Just like you know, you remember it's a write-off. You remember whenever you're walking and it's a hot summer day and you get an ice cream cone, it falls over. Whoops! It's 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 the exact same thing. It's a it's a big whoopsie. You know, um. If Obama apologized for one civilian drone strike victim every day, it would take him three years. Get to typing, Barry. Get to typing. And that's how you know these people really, really don't care about lives. That's how these people really are bloodthirsty monsters. When you, when, when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it all. These people don't care about human life. They care about p- promoting their agenda and pushing whatever crap they want to push. If Obama was so, if Obama and all these people on the left were so concerned about children's lives and the death of innocent children, they would immediately end the war in Yemen and tell, until Saudi Arabia to shove it. That's what they would do. If they really cared about the children's lives, they wouldn't be concerned about Americans having AR-15s, which of course, you know, they're so concerned about the the law-abiding citizen living in into rural America having an AR-15 in case someone breaks in their house. They, they're, they're very concerned about that. But, but, but no issue sending tens of thousands of, you know, untraceable um, military, actual military rifles to Ukraine. We have, we have no issue with that. That, that. That's no problem. So we have no problem arming Nazis in Ukraine. And yes, I said that there are literal Nazis in the in the in the Ukrainian forces, these Asov battalion, it is a real thing. You can look it up. It is a far right, white nationalist, neo-Nazi battalion that is in the Ukrainian military, and Zelensky has acknowledged it on tape. the The heads of the Ukrainian military have acknowledged it. They exist. As much as you want, don't want to listen to people on the on the media, they do exist. Okay. We have no problem arming them or, or arming ISIS. Remember, 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 ISIS can have guns. ISIS can have weapons. We armed ISIS. No problem with them owning weapons of war. But, oh, you want to own a civilian rifle? Yeah, think about that, that Second Amendment, bro. It, it doesn't say, show me where, hey, show me where it shows AR-15 and the, and the Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> So whenever you see these people, don't take them seriously. And it, unless they can hold both positions true, the only way that I can say that somebody is, is see, Ilhan Omar wrote, said, ban AR-15s. Oh, so noble. So, so noble. Brave. So brave. But you, wait, didn't she vote for the Ukrainian package that would send tens of billions of dollars in, in military um, weapons of war to Nazis in Ukraine? Oof. A bad look doesn't look real good ilhan you might want to might want to fire your pr team delete those tweets <laughs> delete those tweets delete your tweets um yeah so you know and of course i think that we're gonna see more and more of this gun control stuff 
as every single major league baseball team, which has taken has taken it out of their hearts, instead of posting game highlights, to post gun statistics, gun deaths um, statistics, and um, of course, you know, people who follow gun death statistics know that um, know that they're very skewed because they include suicide and gang violence into um, gun violence. You know, they include homicides via gang violence into the overall gun violence and gun homicide, which is funny. That and you know, people think that uh, uh, I think that I think the stats like a hundred people die every single day via uh, of a firearm. That includes suicide and and gang violence, which are gang violence usually happens in what kind of cities, Joe? Uh, big blue, big big blue city, like like Chicago, where it's impossible to own a firearm. Or Detroit, right? or New York, yeah, where it's very or hard or impossible to own a firearm. Those kind of cities, and then suicide, and then it's weird to lump suicides in with school shootings. That seems a little a little disingenuous to say the least, Your Honor. <laughs> uh, that, that we're gonna that we're gonna say that those two things are related. So uh, you have to you, you got to get down to, to the nitty gritty because for some reason this country likes to classify these um, statistics this way. I think it's intentional. I think it's intentional to to uh, boost those numbers up because actually whenever you cut out suicides and gangs, we're actually pretty on par with most other nations out there. So the whole idea that America is exclusively this uh, uh, um, gun uh, violence capital is dubious at best. Yeah. Did you uh, see Beto O'Rourke uh, try to confront the governor of Texas? You know, that is the saddest ex- display of masculinity I've ever seen. Beto O'Rourke. The only way that he could have destroyed his his a campaign further was if he would have got on stage and said the N word. <laughs> I think that's the only way that he could have Just destroyed. A hard R. I think it's the only way that he could have destroyed his campaign faster, because Texas is already pretty uh, pro Second Amendment. Well, I mean, it's um, Texas. Greg Abbott for doing doing something good for a change made it basically constitutional carry, which I think that Brian Kemp did as well, which was you know the least like constitutional carry is the bare minimum when it comes to uh, um, so. Like a gun policy in my opinion, like that—that that is the bare minimum. That—that that to me, you get a, you get, you get me clapping two or three times for that. That is no standing ovation. That's the bare minimum, uh, in my opinion, of what it should be. So, yeah, I, I don't know. And the fact that it's not what he said; it's the fact and the way he did it. You have the lieutenant governor. You have the governor. Everyone's there, and Ted Cruz is there. Ted, they're all there. And this is not like a press conference for a political address. This is a press conference for the families that are grieving. And he's going to go up there and grandstand and make it about himself. This makes is on a, you. This is on you. Makes it about himself. Doesn't wait afterwards and, and, and confront them. Goes in the, right in the beginning and makes it all about himself. Which just goes to show that really Beto O'Rourke doesn't care. That these children passed away. They don't. He doesn't care about the about, about the complete monster, who I hope is being tormented for all eternity for what he did. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about. He cares about one thing and one thing only, and that is Beto Auroric. That's all he cares about. And frankly, 
that's what a lot a lot of these politicians care about. And honestly, on, and honestly, um, on on both sides, frankly, um, they only care about themselves. They only can they only care about getting votes, and they only care about getting the clicks. Um, getting the clicks. That's all. That's all, that's all, that's all they really care or as about. Or the kids call it clout. Gotta get got a clout chase out there. I would like to echo the words of the mayor of the the town where this happened, but I can't swear. Uh, he called him a sick sob, which oh, yeah. uh, which you know really ain't that ain't that far off. And it's funny as soon as he stepped forward, you could hear Ted Cruz like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening." <laughs> it's uh, the guy that wanted to be president couldn't even beat Ted Cruz. Yeah. Um, but you know, and even 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 little humble wheelchair bound Greg a- Abbott was like, I, "Come on, man, this isn't right. You gotta go. It's sit, not. Gotta and go it, sit down, son. Whenever you make things about take a, yourself, take a stand somewhere else. It, it never it, it never turns out well for you. Yeah. So you know, I, I there there's a, there's a saying that my, Michael Malice has said about about guns. And he's coming from a guy that's lived in New York City who has been basically barred from owning a firearm for pretty much most of his life. And so until he moved, moved to Texas, which I'm pretty sure he's purchased firearms. I don't know, but I'm, I, I, I bet a man I'm taking the over on that. Um, he, he has a great saying, and he's the one that I look to a lot when it comes to these arguments about rights and about um, debating stuff. The moment that we start debating our, our rights – is the moment that that, that we, we've already lost them. If we come to the table and say, hey, should we have the right to own a firearm? We've already lost. Hmm. The argument is already over. Because we don't, we don't argue whether or not we should have rights. Or, or whether or not the rights we have now should be taken away. There's the, the, there is no arguing on that front. We don't, we, we don't talk about... Like the moment we start talking about whether or not we should ban the First Amendment, the argument's already over, and that's honestly what's happening now. Is I think they were getting the stronger, stronger push. Thankfully, though, there are many states that have that do have constitutional carry, and they're growing by the number. Which hopefully, at some point, a lot of these governors uh, before too long start basically nullifying all federal. So even if the federal government were to say, hey, we're doing a federal ban on long rifles or whatever, um, it, it, it doesn't matter. It, it does not matter um, what, what they do on the federal level because um, it's going to be nullified regardless of whatever happens. So, you know, that's all I really got to say. Um, I will be happy to destroy anybody's arguments on weapons because, frankly, you're coming from a position like the abortion issue where you're coming from um, an argument of uh, the only thing you have is hyperbolic statements and you don't actually have any facts about it. And people argue from emotion and logic will always trump that because, as Spock said, logic will prevail. Did Spock ever say that? Uh, I don't think he ever said logic will prevail, but uh, reason will reason will prevail. That wasn't Spock either. <laughs> reason will prevail. No, uh, you know, I of course don't want these things to happen. It's not like you know you you can hold these positions at the same time as as miraculously as it may 
I know I, I just blew someone's mind out there that you can be pro gun and be against school shootings. I know, I know that that that, that is that is the that is the mental gymnastics for many people on certain aisles. Um, I just wish I had a I wish I had a solution. I don't think there is a solution. I think you know, as cliche as it sounds, and as much as a boomer answer as this is, I really think that. Um, when you see the the degradation of society, breakdown of the family, um, the rise of mass mass media, whether that be through social media, um, things things having to become viral, um, you know you, you you've always had whack jobs, you've always had access to firearms. Like uh, these people think that like you can you you you, you only now could have could have owned a long rifle, only right now you could have owned high capacity magazines. No, those those have always been a thing, and I. That's why I think that the that the, the the gun control debate is stupid because it's not like this is a brand new thing that people have had access to. They've had access to firearms for the entire history of this country, and this is a fairly new phenomenon. Ever since Columbine was really kind of the first one to happen, you know. I think it's a. I think you can trace this a lot back to just the the mental health of a lot of people, whether that be through society psychologically um, people being forgotten about there there is this cultural obsession with infamy with crime um, not necessarily that's necessarily a bad thing as someone who likes old school gangster movies like 1930s prohibitionary gangster films I love those I think they're great um, but I think there's a there's a fixation on 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 idolizing uh, a, a lot of these um, serial killers and a lot of these monsters of society. Well, I mean, that's got to be the most popular genre on Netflix is those crime. those crime documentaries. And look, I, I'm not saying before someone takes me out of con- I'm not saying that crime documentaries are are are, are the 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 uh, issue. And I'm not saying that that violence violent content. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not a boomer. I don't believe that. That rap music, and I don't believe that violent video games. Look, Grand Theft Auto does not cause mass shootings, and and a rap music does not cause mass shootings either. I'm, I'm not saying that, and I, I'm not saying that they don't have an influence. Because whenever everybody listens to rap and everybody listens to, or, or everybody plays Grand Theft Auto, you can rule those out. But what I am saying though is, I think that um, not that there's symptoms of, of, of a larger issue. Um, but I think that the the um, the obsession with infamy, the obsession with becoming infamous and becoming famous, is another symptom of of a, of a larger problem. A small, very very small sl- sliver of that. But uh, that's why I think largely we don't see these issues before the invention of the internet, before the invention of a twenty four hour news coverage, is because. You know, there was nothing, there, there was no one to tell. There was no clout to get. There was no uh, viral trend. There was no hashtag to hit. So, you know, I, I think it's a lot of issues lumped into one. I think it's fatherless homes. I think it's broken homes. I think it, it's abuse. It's, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of multifaceted things lumped into one that I don't think you can 
people say, oh, well, open up the loony bins again. I don't think that's necessarily going to fix everything either. I think it's just a, it's a larger symptom of just society. And unfortunately, bad people take advantage of the rights that have been given to them. Uh, but that's, that is, uh, you know, one of the unfortunate side effects of living in a free country. And it's not to say that if we didn't have rights, that bad things wouldn't happen because they absolutely would. Um, but, you know, with freedom gives you the opportunity to do uh, very, very good the most good possible and also should do the most in the opposite end. And I don't think that any any law that is being proposed by anybody would have prevented this. Because he very easily could have, could have gone in with anything and could have committed this. So anyone out there saying that, oh, Jake, if you just banned the AR-15, this wouldn't have happened. No. Well, I mean, do you remember the uh, the guy that ran into all those people at that parade in, over Christmas? Or that was like that week in between Christmas and Thanksgiving, uh, that Christmas parade? Anyway, um, you know, I, I don't think you can pinpoint particular this is what causes this, but uh, I think it's like revival or bust because everything in today's culture points us – to go when you when you when you have these problems you have these feelings of I guess darkness or whatever um, everything in the culture points you in the wrong direction everything in the culture in the in today's world and society and uh, in the media and entertainment points you in the wrong direction and even if you do go to church you may go God forbid you go to one of those I don't know uh, cool churches like. Uh, was it like the Hillsong Church with the Stephen Furtick, you know, Justin Bieber's best friend? Maybe you get one of those watered down, sanitized versions of the gospel, or something. But I, I think I think what it is is that people are are looking for the answers. They're trying to fill the God sized hole with the uh, with it with a square peg, um, and they're, they, everyone's looking for answers. Are looking for things that are causing this, and it's you could say mental health. Sure, that might be one part of it, but. You know, it's 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 a it's a rejection. It's and it's godlessness. Um, I don't know how else. I don't know how else you could look at. I, it. I don't think you necessarily. I don't think necessarily you have to be a theist to not kill anybody or not. Um, like 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 there, there there are plenty of atheists out there that are great people that that live a secularly moral life. But who is the author of morality? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying though is that they don't. They are. They are law abiding. Okay. They they abide the laws, but I think that what a lot. Of, I think what you're. What I'm trying. Don't tell me if I'm wrong. What you're trying to say though is that there are a lot of good moral teachings that come from church, that come from um, whatever religion you practice. There are a lot of good moral teachings that lit that lead down to a more some moral life. Is what is what is what you're trying to say? Is that people can find morality in these places, and a lot of people don't go to these places anymore. So therefore, there is a right. well, lack I mean, of morality in some places. But that's, but uh, what I'm trying to say is that you don't have to necessarily be a Christian or be Catholic or be Jewish to live a good moral life or live a sorry not moral law abiding life. That's what I, that's what I meant to say. 
Do you agree? Uh, that I'm I'm not sure I completely understand where you're going with. What that. I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that people you you can find good moral and law-abiding teachings from going to church or going to a synagogue or wherever else wherever else you go and you worship, mm-hmm. right? But necessarily. You don't have to be a. You don't have to believe in in a a God to live a law abiding life. Because there are because there are, there are atheists out there who don't steal, who don't kill, who don't do any of those sort of things, right? Well, okay. But you can learn a lot of very good things to self enrich yourself if you practice a religion. Is what I'm trying to say. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes and no. Okay. Yes, you just because you don't break any laws doesn't mean you're a moral person. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. I, 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 I yes. Can you be a, a, a good person and not be a someone of devout faith? Maybe. I probably not. Um, uh, there's only one place where you get uh, the teachings of true morality, and that is from the Bible. And that is from the Christian Church. Um, so I'm speaking from I'm speaking from a secular American like like from from from, from a secular law stance. That's that's, that's that's what I'm talking from. I'm not talking about well, a spiritual. Why? Because because it's more applicable to the situation. It's more accurate. But isn't more, it, but uh, isn't that this a part of the problem? What that more that we that we've become more secular. So why we've you, always been secular though. That's that's the issue. Is that there's 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 this mirage that some people have that that everybody was a Baptist, a Southern Baptist, no, a hundred years ago. I'm not saying people have always been Southern Baptist or just you know Christian, um, but there was a time uh, not that long ago when uh, people wouldn't dream of saying things and doing things that are just accepted today. That, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not saying that. The but cult, you can't. You can't say that the society and culture in, in America has not gotten more secular in the last fifty years. Of course, it has. The society in our culture has gotten worse, and that corresponds uh, pretty conveniently with the lack of a church attendance, with the lack of, uh, you know. Uh, two-parent engaged households. Um, it corresponds quite, convi- you know, quite coincident, uh, uh, you know, quite nicely with the with the uh, people turning their kids over to the state in public schools and in uni- into universities and the, uh, the 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 rot gut that comes from the entertainment sector. Um, so uh, I don't understand why we why, why we need to genuflect to the secular crowd when when the se- when the when the secular is part of the problem. Again, that's not what I'm saying. I think you're missing what I'm what I'm saying. Maybe maybe I am. But what I'm saying is that you can you can. What I'm saying is that is that you can live a law-abiding life. Not some morality. I'm not talking about morality because because morality is is in America. Morality is is subjective. That this is the way it's always been. Morality is not subjective, Jacob. It is in this country, though. The, we, the, we are that's, not. That's the problem. Yes, but <laughs> the only places where you have non or you have objective morality is in these Muslim-led uh, countries in the Middle East. 
And I don't, I, I don't think we want to be living a, a that's not like that. But I don't think that's what people are, are asking for either. What I'm saying is that America never was and never will be a moral, a objective morality society. That's never going to happen. There will always be some set of subjection to what is moral or well, not. Okay, well, th- but this is also the fallacy of perfection, is that people look at the past say it was perfect. No, it wasn't perfect. No. But it was better. But that's why we have laws, and that's why you have, and that's why we have, uh, you know, that's, that's why are currently that's why there's a, that's why there's a state uh, to to enforce certain certain laws, like like we don't like where we where we, we we get some of our laws from, um, biblical um, they're derived from 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 biblical morality. Don't steal. Don't don't. Um, fraud, don't kill, stuff like that. What I'm saying, though, is that you don't have to necessarily be a Christian or be Jewish or be Muslim to not break those laws. So what I'm trying to get, what I'm trying to say is that yes, I don't I don't think anybody disagrees with. That. Yes, going to church and being a and going to church and practicing um, some type of, of faith can be extremely beneficial to to following the law and to living a good moral life with whatever that looks like whatever faith it is right um but that's not like I'm, I'm not I'm not saying what I'm, what I'm trying sorry what I'm trying to say is that Christians are not the only ones out there who follow the law and if you don't and if you're an atheist well then you're just the next who whoever in the waiting that's what i'm trying to say now 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 yes to a christian and an atheist may not live a moral life a jewish person may not live the most moral life heck christians don't live the most moral life True. for a lot of the for the case but what, I, what, I, what i'm trying to be careful about is that there is this there is this there's this weird mindset in some of the southern baptist christian conservative that if only we got back to a to a Christian nation, we would be better. Well, that 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 never existed, right? There there, there was never a, a point where we where we um we were a Christian nation where like every single senator was you know you know brought their notes in a Bible to to the Congress floor. Um, people have this idea that we are a quote unquote Christian nation because of. Uh, the Constitution, and because of some of the rights we have, which do come from John Locke, who did base some of his um, ideas off of biblical teachings about natural rights being installed by by God. So there is there is that there there is an element of it there. But as far as the core society, I don't think, I don't think at any point was it ever quote unquote Christian at, at any point. So I think that's a fallacy that a lot of people have. They say, "Oh, if we only we, if only if only we return our country back to God, we'll be fine." And I say, "Well, were we ever at one point? Did, did we ever, um, as a society, have we turned our our back away? Um, you know, is in, surely individuals and and groups of people have. I don't think I don't think I think this is fallacy that that America used to be on <coughs> God's side and then well now we're not." I, I, I don't know I, I, if if we're using that logic, then 
you know, were we on God's side whenever we had slavery and whenever, you know, it's just weird. I, I can't, I can't agree with that. Say, oh, well, you know, back at the, back of the founding of this, uh, of this nation, we were on God's side and God was on our side. Whenever we were uh, enslaving an entire race of people, we, God was cool with that. And then say, oh, well, you know, you know, back in the forties and the fifties, you know, yes, yeah, so we were on God's side. Like back whenever we were, had Jim Crow, really? Is is that something that God would have would have been pleased with? So, and that's not like that was a societal thing. It was it was ingrained in the culture. So I sometimes have have a hard time with with that line of line of logic there. Um, but I, I you know I do think that there is is a, less people going to church, less people. Um, you know, per professing to 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 be Christians, and is that a a um, a symptom of a greater issue? Sure, absolutely. Um, okay, well, I'm not denying that. Okay, well, well, then let me ask you a question: If we had to rewrite the Constitution, the Bill of Rights today, how many people do you think would reference the Bible? Um, was the Bible at any point referenced in the Constitution? Well, you just said it was loosely based off John Locke, who referenced biblical teachings. One of the first acts of Congress was to just to distribute Bibles uh, to the people. Um, it seems like that the more there was a more there was a well, I mean the reason why the people came here in the first place was for re- religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it wasn't seems a... like it seems like there was more of a focus on religiosity. And Christianity uh, back then, and it's weakened over time. And if we, I ask you, if we had to, if we had to rewrite these documents and rewrite our laws, would we, would we uh, look at biblical teaching at all? I don't think we looked at biblical teaching whenever we. Get, get, remember, we, we the Constitution is based off of John Locke's philosophy of natural rights. Which is very, very loosely based off of the idea that we have rights instead to us by God. I don't know if John Locke was was what would you call him back then? Um, what were they? They weren't. They weren't um, Presbyterian or whatever. I, I I I don't know John Locke's spirituality, but or whether or not he was a practicing uh, Catholic or I, I don't know. But there, it, it's it's based on the idea. But also, John Locke said it's also based on nature. So it's this idea that it comes from either side. So we have these rights instilled to us via because we are the most intelligent, highly developed species or we're created by a higher power. So therefore, we are instilled based on that fact, these set of rights. My question is, okay, so these men who wrote these documents back then recognized that there was a creator and that we were his creation. They recognized that the, the biblical teachings— are you trying to tell me that if we were to rewrite these documents that people would would go into it the same line of thinking that we are a creation we have a creator we believe that these rights come from our creator from our god do you think that if we had to rewrite these documents today that people would pull from that line of thinking well i don't think a lot of these rights would have been if you had the chance to rewrite the constitution um and, and well, rewrite the the Bill of Rights more more um, specifically. Uh, 
stuff like the stuff like stuff like the the Second Amendment and the Fourth Amendment probably wouldn't if if people if the more radical side of the political aisle had its choice wouldn't be in for for a lot of the rights wouldn't have been instilled and I don't think that's from a um that's from a sense of they believe that they're instilled to us but it's based on whatever political um ideology they if they fall under whether or not that's a, a theist or not um you know I, I don't I, I don't have an answer for that because uh, I think the the answer is pretty obvious, and the answer is no. But what I'm trying to understand is that it wouldn't be based on the fact that okay, look, Nancy Pelosi claims to to be a Catholic. A lot of these senators on the left claim to be Christian, right? I don't, I don't know whether they are or not. I don't. I have no idea what with what, what, what they actually believe and what they actually practice. Um, but they have no issue with with things like abortion. They have no issue with disarming the populace. They have no issue with getting rid of um, uh, basic rights to freedom of speech. So, to say that if to blame everything solely on the fact that that um, I just think that there's 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 more nuance to then to into the narrative that we used to be a Christian nation, now we're not. Because I, I do not believe that at any point we were a quote-unquote Christian nation in the sense that what they think it was. They think that everybody... Well, they, they had this romanticized version that we were all going to Billy Graham. Uh, yes. You and can't meet us and thumping our and Bibles. I don't think that that ever point was a, was a society. Now, yes, I will agree that I think there was at a time there was more uh, professing, uh, believing people. But I think also that, um, you know, we, we live in a time, as crazy as it is, I think pre-2020, before COVID, hit, before the lockdowns really threw everything on top of its head, you know, we lived in one of the freest... Um, most prosperous societies of all time uh, that had the fewest, one of the safest times to live too. And, um, you know, yes, you can point to some of the more um, morally questionable um, parts of our society, which is just a, it's just a, a culmination, I think, of just people trying to one up one another when it comes to entertainment and it comes to art. Um, it's just it's just trying to push the next envelope, and I don't think there just will ever be a, an end point to that. You know, but the, there was never a more prosperous, freer place to be um, in the whole world than than America pre twenty twenty, and you know that that isn't. I think that what I think what we're what we're we are differing here is I'm talking about. Um, laws, and I'm talking about legality, and I'm talking about uh, stuff like that. And you're more focused on cultural um, impacts, and I think that's thing that's where we're getting lost here. Is you know, yes, culturally, are we uh, way less moral than we were uh, even a hundred years ago when it comes to entertainment or it comes to art? Yes, that's without a doubt. Uh, but I think that 
societal wise, if you were to take someone and say, hey, would you rather live in 2020 pre-COVID or would you rather live in uh, the turn of, of the 20th century? Who would which 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 side would you pick? I don't think anybody's asking that. But yeah, I don't think I think you're understanding what I'm trying to say. Is that was it? Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to debunk the idea that we've had this romanticization of the past. And I agreed with you. And yes, there are problems today, but never has been, never have we lived in a healthier or sorry, where you've had the chance to live the healthiest life possible, the most prosperous life possible, the safest life possible, than 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 right now. And that's different. Like we we, we can separate that from the culture, which is mostly. A, a a a issue that we we, we we that has been a battle for society for some time. You can point to you know issues that we've we've talked about um, previously. Okay, so it's fine. We can have the most prosperous society ever. Uh, that doesn't amount to a hill of beans if the uh, uh, if if you've got teachers uh, grooming your kids to to give into the. Uh, delusions that is the gender ideology if you have women and boys competing the same sports if you can what's a gender what's a woman none of that matters that's why i separated the two issues to me to me it's not you can't separate the two but because it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter if if the if the medium household income is a hundred thousand dollars but yet we don't know what a gender is you know we've got teachers grooming kids uh, you know I, none of that matters, Jacob. I still would argue that nine times out of ten, people would, would, would rather be living in 2020 than 1920. And this is just one of the issues that we have to deal with. I, I don't think that... So so you would... No. So hang on. So hang on. So am I, am I to believe that you would take a higher standard of living over a more righteous society? If that... Were, 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 were we more righteous in 1920? That's not what I'm asking. No, that's what I'm asking. What I'm asking is that society has always been corrupt. It's always been gross. It's always been nasty. It's always been immoral. From slavery to Jim Crow to racism to 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 inequality between women, between all the atrocities that have been committed by the by by culture and the federal government. There's always been tragedies. There's always been atrocities. It's always occurred. The only thing that has been improving is safety freedom and prosperity there's always been issues and you know what we you know what this whole gender thing it might be a fad we might in the year 2040 not deal with it at all it might have just been a fad and 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 psychologists will study it as one of the great fads of our time i have no idea and then we'll and then you know what and then we'll be on to 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 the brand new next thing Maybe at some point we'll have a we'll have we'll have some no gender label and maybe gender might be racist or something. I, I don't know what the next what the next thing will be. I'm saying what I'm saying is that society's always been corrupt. It, it's always been bad. There, there there was never a point where society was golden, peachy, and wonderful. Did we have good and bad times? Yes, there were times where society was better. But to say that it was like to say that people have this have had this this romanticization of the late forties and 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 early fifties, right? And same with the nineteen eighties, like this great societal um, um, glean about it that everything was just great. 
But you know what? So we could fill a whole show about the crap that was going on in the 1980s and the crap that was going on in the 1950s as far as society. We can go on and on about it. In the 70s and the 60s, we can, we can go on and on about it. Society's always been bad. Is society worse than it has been in the past? Sure. I'm not denying that. But I don't think at any point society was like, was like great. Everyone's like, wow, this is, this is fantastic. There's nothing, nothing's bad's going on or if, if bad's going on, it's very, very minimal. So I've agreed with you that there was no golden period in our, in our point in history. Uh, although I have not made the argument that I would, I would much rather live in the 1950s or uh, the turn of the century. Not, I haven't made that argument. Um, uh, and I never said you did. Um, so I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the disconnect here is. The dis- um, what I'm saying is that there are some people out there yes, who and, say, and I, and I if, agree we, with you. if we only went back to the culture of the 1950s, things would things be better. And that's, that's, not the, that's not what I'm trying to say, and I, and I think we both agree on that. What I'm simply trying to say is is that I would much rather have a lower standard of living uh, and live in a more righteous society. And I, and I would have to agree. But given that we live in a secular society, which again, I am filtering everything I'm saying through the lens of a secular society because ultimately that's, that, is, that is what we live in. I'm not, I'm not a secular person. I don't subscribe to a lot of the secular moral ideals. We can't call them moral, but just ideas, yeah. Or – Secular, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to a lot of those things. But when I talk uh, on this program, I talk through the lens of a. Sec- That's why when I talk about natural rights, I also throw in nature in there. Because there might be someone out there who's not a theist, and I and, and I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to talk to them too. Because the ideas of liberty are not theist or or atheist in in principle. They apply to both. They can apply to whether or not you're an atheist or whether or not you're a Muslim or a Jew or a Christian. It, it, it doesn't matter. They, they can apply to both. So maybe that's where the disconnect is coming from. Maybe that's where you're not understanding where I'm coming from. Well, okay. Well, then I just disagree because I, I, uh, I, th- I said either- I said that I that I agree with you of a of a more righteous society versus a lower standard of living. I, I did agree with you on that. Okay. I I. I, I I don't quite understand if we if if our rights are God given, then they are God given. The whole idea of well, because we're the highest human. Th- this is something I've come to disagree with Andrew Napolitano on because he has made this argument in the past that you know you can believe that they come from God or they come from nature because we're humans, the highest thinking being on this planet. Because they apply to both, because because they can fit into either worldview. As someone who holds a Christian worldview. Um, Either they either they came from God or they didn't. It can't be both. One has to be the one has to be true. We can't make this uh, this distinction because either one's wrong or one's right. So you're so are you trying to say that God was wrong? You can't say that because uh, then because then you're elevating yourself above God. That's not that's not what I'm saying. That's not what the judge is saying either. But what the, we're the, saying the, is that the argument applies to both atheists and theists. That's all it's saying. Okay. If you're an atheist, cool. You know what? Liberty still matters to you. If you believe, no saying it if doesn't. you believe in Buddha or whatever, cool. Liberty is still it's still applicable for you. That's all it's saying. It's saying that it's saying that liberty is a they say universe, natural rights are a universal thing. I believe they came from God, but you know what? Someone who doesn't believe they came from God, cool. They can believe it comes from nature, which is still valid in their mindset. 
And if someone's an atheist and says, hey, you know what? You believe in God? God gave you those rights. That's it, it works. That to me is the most minute of the idea of natural rights. Like that, that's, that's okay. Fine. That is the all most right. like throwaway line or whatever. Um, that's all I have for today's episode. No little, little one zinger things. I don't have anything to talk about. I did post a little video on Twitter of, I, I got a vintage 1970s, a pioneer record player turntable that I restored and I am currently currently still working, working on your DJ skill. Um, no, I was, I was playing some Buffett. Posted that on Twitter. So if you wanna wanna listen to my record player, play some Jimmy Buffett. Go check that out. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get flagged for copyright. It's just twenty. I, Jimmy, please don't, please don't. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to this, I'm you a true paired head. <laughs> yes, Jimmy's actually one of our one of our longest standing uh, supporters. Supporters. Yeah. Big big guy. That guy. That guy. Man, he. He sends me the funniest emails, man. You know that the comes funniest through. comes always comes through. The funniest emails. Still waiting for those for those like tickets, bro. But you know, whenever, whenever is cool for you. Free tickets to Margaritaville. Love Margaritaville. So uh, yeah, that's all I got for the episode. I don't know when the next episode will be, but it'll be probably 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 soon. It'll be on a day. It'll be on a day in the future. A You'll day see. that ends in Y. A day that ends in Y. So yeah, uh, links down in the description below. Patreon, five bucks a month, early access. Uh, Teespring store, buy a T-shirt. Follow me on Twitter at jstandard underscore. Tweet the show. Tweet me. Tweet the emails. Tweet the emails. Check the tweets and also the emails. Um, give us a 10. album of the year. Give us a, give us a ten. I don't know. I I I reviewed some new music. Um, on there I reviewed some uh, Duran Duran. Which, if you've not listened to Duran Duran, gosh, what is what are you waiting on? Are you waiting What's on that? me to tell you? Okay, go go. I have like give me permission. Go listen to Rio by Grand Duran Duran. It is a peak peak eighties pop, and I will go to the grave saying that 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 is the peak of eighties pop. Right there is uh, Rio by Duran Duran. Yeah, go check that out. I also listened to to the new Harry Styles record. I thought it was pretty pretty. <laughs> Pretty meh. Is that the uh, is that the most eloquent way you can put it? You know, in my in my review, I wrote I wrote here's my thoughts on it. I listened to it three times and I'm trying hard to 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 describe it because it's just so kind of just there. It's just kind of there. It's fine. It's not bad, but like it's just yeah, yeah. Like it's not offensive. I, I wasn't like disgusted by it. But I was just like, eh. This is I mean, the kind of music they play in the background at a restaurant. It's it just nothing about it excited. Nothing about it's it. It's food made court me, music. Food court music. Yeah, just, 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 just nothing about it I found interesting or intriguing. It was just kind of like, eh. So, all right, check that out. We'll be back whenever we're back. Joe, any final, any final uh, words of encouragement for our um, humble troops? Uh. All right, that's and it. Bye.